Welcome to the Express Podcast, where we talk about art, design, and all forms of creative expression. And I'm sorry I missed a week. I skipped a week because I've been really sick recently, and I'm still a little bit sick. So if you notice a little bit of inflections in my voice, I'm sorry about that. But today, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about film, including movies, TV series, and just cinema in general. And so I just wanted to mention that I have never studied film, but I'm really interested to see where this goes. So let's get into it. So I usually start off the podcast with my personal experience because that's just something I like to get into on the podcast. And I don't know the technical side of film, but I still really enjoy film and TV series. And I have always. And so when I started getting into movies, I, I started with the superhero genre like a lot of others did, like I got into like Batman, Spider-Man, X-Men, and the Ninja Turtles. Then I watched Star Wars, like the first one, and I was just absolutely like blown away by the cinematography and just the landscapes and just the amazing film that it was. And then uh, I'm from Australia, so like if you know, I mostly watch like ABC3 and Nine Go and all the shows from that sort of Errol. So after watching Star Wars, I got more into a lot of the M slash MA rated films because I really sort of got into that. And there were more sort of grown up films like Lord of the Rings, like Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Terminator, and like the OG Batman and Superman films, which are really good too. And then I got into like Spider-Man and then the early MCU films. And then since then, I have kept watching similar films and that's just really what I like. So I continue to watch them. And now I'm more into sort of the horror films. And so since I started enjoying kind of the darker and sort of the horror aspects and themes in films, I wanted to talk about my favorite horror movies. And so my favorite horror film is actually Sinister, which I found was genuinely scary, but it actually had a really interesting story. And then you have... Doctor Sleep, which is a great continuation of The Shining, and then Pet Cemetery, It 2019, which was iconic to me for a lot of reasons, and it's just what I think of when I think of the horror genre. And I know there's an earlier version of It, but I just prefer the 2019 version um, for a few things. And then I also watched Fear Street, which is really recent, but I really like it. It was it was a, like really a um. A movie experience like each of the movies stood out from each other and they had all really interesting stories and character building and a lot of thrilling scenes and i just liked all three films i thought they worked really well independently and as a whole and a lot of the movies i mentioned on this list uh consists of a lot of stephen king movies uh derived from a lot of his books but i mentioned them because i think he makes the best horror movies and if you check out his like filmography i know he didn't direct any of them but there's just so many ones based on his books. And I think they just have the most interesting stories. And I know I didn't mention films like Conjuring, Midsommar, or Hereditary. And I didn't mention Conjuring because it's obviously regarded as, you know, one of the best horror movies of all time. And it's obviously a good series as well with, like, Annabelle and obviously all the Conjuring movies. But that's why I didn't put it there because everyone knows it's good. And then... Midsummer, I didn't actually really like this film. Um, I found that it had it did have an interesting story, but I found it was a bit 
strange and off-putting for my taste and I feel like there was not enough going on to keep me engaged in the story uh, in terms of the action and stuff that goes on and then this might be a controversial take I don't know but in my opinion I didn't think Hereditary was actually a good movie um the story didn't make sense to me and it felt a bit random and the scenes that were meant to be scary just weren't for me and I feel like it was good at building suspense and keeping you on edge but I don't think it really delivered and especially to the expectations that a lot of people set out and said about the movie didn't really live up to that and so since I mentioned all the horror movies that I really like I wanted to get into one of my favorite movies in general and so my favorite movie is Batman 2022 and then you have Prisoner, Blade Runner 2049, Mission Impossible Fallout, Annihilation, 1917, Good Time, Extraction, Hail Blue Eye, and God's Crooked Lines. Batman is my favorite movie because of the storyline, the great characters, and the cinematography, the way it was shot and narrated, I just thought it was really perfect. And then Prisoner had a great cast, storyline, and sequence of events. Blade Runner, I really liked the concepts and stylescapes and also the aesthetic with a lot of the scenes, the way they were shot. And then Mission Impossible Fallout, I liked all the Mission Impossible films, but this was just my favorite because of the sort of the sequence of events and sort of the urgency that was portrayed throughout the film. And then you have Annihilation. I like sort of the Discovery movies where they have to go into a new environment and sort of navigate and survive. And this one was my favorite one out of those types of movies. And then you have 1917, which was my favorite sort of war movie because of the direction and storyline. It felt like you were actually going along with it and it was very immersive. And I feel like this, this might not make sense, but I feel like it was directed in a way where it's like, constantly going from the right I don't know if that makes sense but sort of felt like to me it was just like directed in sort of a linear way where it was just so easy to follow and so like immersive that's why I really liked it and then you have the movie Good Time and I don't really know why I liked it it was just really exciting and thrilling it dealt with a lot of human aspects and themes that were kind of relatable or at least understandable and then Extraction was my favorite sort of action slash military movies. The mission felt really important and that's why it was so effective in getting us involved in the storyline. And then Pale Blue Eye is a new one, an underrated one, underrated film in my opinion. But I think just a lot of people haven't seen it and they should because I just really like the I love the era that it's set in and the themes of like mystery and they're trying to investigate crimes like sort of as they're happening. And I think it's just a really great storyline broken down really well and just really interesting and a lot of people should check it out because it's something I definitely recommend. And then you have another recent one which is called God's Crooked Lines and it follows a woman who goes into an insane asylum to try and figure out a crime that happens and she gets confused as being an inmate and you don't know if she actually is or not and you sort of have to work it out and I just really like what happened and sort of the direction it goes down I think it's just done really well. Since mentioning uh, my favorite movies I wanted to mention my favorite TV series that I really like because TV shows have more time to build a plot and connection to the characters and aspects well, I like them so much. 
So the first one is Vampire Diaries, and I'll get into that reason later. And then The Boys at number two, then Breaking Bad number three, and then you have Punisher, Haunting of Hill House, Slasher, Witcher, You, Stranger Things, and Gotham, but you can replace this with Flash or Arrow or really any of the main DC shows in the early seasons, like one to three. And Vampire Diaries is my favorite series because it was the first one I was introduced to. And I just really like the characters and storyline, how it goes from the past to present. And I just like the mystical aspects and sort of like artifacts, the creatures and the storylines with the originals and sort of themes that it dealt with, I just like in general. And then you have The Boys, which is the best superhero show in my opinion because it was sort of a realistic interpretation of the superhero genre. And I like the characters and powers, and I just like the cynical and gruesome nature of the show. It deals with a lot of heavy and gory aspects that other shows are just too afraid to express, and I really like how it goes there. And then you have Breaking Bad, and I just really like how well it's put together, how well the scenes are directed in like perfect cadence but i feel like some of the episodes could have been a bit faster in terms of the action and i also found this with better call soul um there could have been a lot more drama or things happening but i still really like that too and then you have punisher and the only really marvel show i would replace with this would be daredevil but i just liked uh the punisher more because i was more interested in the character of frank castle which is brilliantly portrayed by John Bernthal and I just really like the dark subject matter that it goes into like his experience with mental illness PTSD and the war kind of being brought back to his home and have him having to deal with complex relationship dynamics him having to push the limits to achieve vengeance and then Haunting of Hill House I think was a great series I also liked Bly Manor but I just like the gloomy, dark, and mysterious themes and atmosphere that this movie dealt with, and it was very just ominous throughout, and a lot of suspense and building, and I really liked it. And then you have Slasher, and I like shows that have a lot of different storylines per episode or season, and this show had a different story based on a different killer, character, and setting. It had really great mysteries and storytelling, character breakdowns, and I just really liked it. And then you have Witcher, which is my favorite fantasy series, and I just like the world that they're in, and it's really interesting creatures that the main character is forced to confront and use his really cool like magical abilities and enhancements. And then you have the series You, and I really enjoy whenever the season comes out, I watch it straight away just because I'm really immersed in the storyline. And maybe this is due to the psychological aspect of the main character. And it's just so relatable in some ways, obviously not in a dark sense, but kind of more to do with the um, social and situational dynamics in which I find it relatable to some extent. And then you have Stranger Things, and I really like the abilities of the main character and the institute and her going to the institute and the upside down. I really like that storyline and just the creatures they have to face, just being normal kids from a small town. I think there's just something interesting to that. And then I really liked Gotham because it sort of dealt with the dark and gritty side of DC, which I find really interesting. And also it gave good insights and it was mostly about the criminals as opposed to usually being about the heroes. And also dealt with 
you know, the GCPD trying to figure out what happens to the city when there is no heroes to save it. So I talked about one of my favorite movies and TV series. So I also wanted to talk about one of my favorite animated movies and animated TV shows. So my favorite animated movie is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I'll also add Intergalactic, which I know isn't the same thing, but it's similar stylistically. And I just really like it and would recommend it. It is for an older audience, so I would consider this if you are going to watch it. And then number two, you have Mitchells vs. the Machines. And then number three is Batman the Killing Joke. And then you have How to Train Your Dragons, Coco, Zootopia, Big Hero 6, Kung Fu Panda, Incredibles, and Wally. I think these are all really great animation films that I recommend and that I really enjoyed. And then I'll go into my favorite animated TV shows. And I just want to mention that I have never watched any animes. The only one I ever watched was One Punch Man. And this was just because it was on YouTube. And so I decided to watch it because I was bored one day. Um, but my number one favorite animated TV series is Archer at number one. And then Young Justice and Star Wars Clone Wars. And then you have Rick and Morty, Inside Job, Invincible, Harley Quinn, the animated series, Batman, the Brave and the Bold, Adventure Time, and Love, Death and Robots. And I just want to mention how well DC did in the animated TV show space. I think they're doing really great things and are continuing that. They did really well back then uh, in terms of the shows that were out. And then I want to talk about my favorite actors. And so my favorite actor is Jake Gyllenhaal, then Robert Pattinson, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matthew McConaughey, Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, Samuel L. Jackson, Hugh and Hugh Jackman. Jake Gyllenhaal is my favorite actor because he immerses himself into the role so effectively and he also personalizes it and makes it his own and that really just adds to the depth of the character so much more. And then you have Robert Pattinson obviously for his most iconic roles and especially his role as Batman most recently. I think he's just an interesting actor and he really effectively portrays the character and puts himself into that position. And then you have Christian Bale, which talk about commitment to a role. I mean, a lot of people know his transition from Machinist to The Darkest Knight, to The Dark Knight, sorry. And it was just a really extreme measures that he went through. But I think he's just a very talented and diverse actor in all of his roles. And my favorite movie from him being The Pale Blue Eye, which is out on Netflix recently. And then you have Ryan Gosling, and I just recently watched Good Guys, which is a great movie. He just has really good uh, action movies and comedies, and also romantic films. And I just wanted to mention that I really like his on-screen chemistry with Amazon. I feel like it's unmatched by any other on-screen couple. And then you have Leonardo DiCaprio, which might be regarded as the best actor of all time. My favorite movie of his, of course, being Shutter Island. But he has a lot of other iconic movies and roles that he's played in, most uh, recognizable being the Titanic. And then you have Matthew McConaughey, which is a great actor known for his role in Interstellar, but I also like the movie Gentleman. And I think he is just a great person with a lot of great values and has a lot to teach and learn from. And then you have Brad Pitt, and I haven't seen a lot of the movies he has played in, but I've seen Fight Club, which is an iconic movie, and it's really good. 
And but I also like my favorite movie of his is The Seven. But I've also seen most recently The Bullet Chain, which is also a good movie. And then you have Keanu Reeves for his role as John Wick. And also he's been in The Matrix. I haven't actually seen The Matrix, but I want to get into that. And I feel like he just hasn't been in a bad movie. If you really look into it, like honestly, his filmography is pretty peak. I don't think he's been in a bad one. And also he has an incredible story that he went through, and that's why he is here. And then you have Samuel L. Jackson, who has been in some of the greatest movies of all time, such as Django Unchained, Pulp Fiction, and so many other great movies. And honestly, his filmography is really impressive. He has been in so many movies, and he's a great actor. And then you have Hugh Jackman, who I grew up watching mostly in X-Men and Wolverine, but also he has been in Prisoners, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he's just all around a really great actor. And so since talking about actors, I wanted to mention my favorite actresses in the movie industry. So you have number one, Victoria Pendredi. Number two, Lucy Hale. Three, Jenna Ortega. And then you have Mila Kunis, Anne Hathaway, Margot Robbie, Sandra Bullock, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Lawrence, and Natasha Leone who I'm super excited to talk about as well. And then I like Victoria Pendretti. I like her shows that she's in. She chooses really great roles, and especially in the horror genre, which I am most interested in. My favorite show of hers is Black Manor, which is my fav- one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And she's a really great actress, and you're going to start seeing a lot more of her. I like Lucy Hale for similar reasons. She chooses great roles, especially as it relates to the horror and psychological genre. She's also in Pretty Little Lies, which is a good series. And then you have Jenna Ortega, which is one of the best actresses in the horror genre. And I think it's because she conveys emotion in a really expressive way and genuinely puts herself in the role and conveys fear in a very visceral way. That's why she's so effective in a lot of the role she plays in and then you have Mila Kunis for her romantic comedies and also her more serious roles like Luckiest Girl which is my favorite movie she plays in and then also Forward Days which is another new one which is good too and then you have Anne Hathaway which is one of the best actresses of all time especially for her roles in The Darkest Night and Interstellar. My favorite movie of hers is actually a romantic comedy called Love and Other Drugs with Jake Gyllenhaal, and her acting is just so good in this movie. You should definitely check it out. And then Margot Robbie, I just love her part as Harley Quinn, which is one of my favorite DC characters. And I love her role in, obviously, Suicide Squad, and I think Birds of Prey is actually a really good movie. And But she plays a great part in, also, Dreamland and Focus. And Sandra Bullock is a great actress. My favorite movie of hers is Bird Box, but you also have Gravity and A Time to Kill. And... Natalie Portman is another incredible actress known for her roles in to play in Star Wars and the Thor movies in the MCU. Also Annihilation, which is my favorite movie she plays in and which is on my top 10 list. And then you have Jennifer Lawrence, who is hilarious in her interviews. She has great roles in Hunger Games and X-Men. And also she plays a great role in Red Sparrow. And then Natasha Leone, And if you know, you know... I feel like I actually should have put her in number one. She's just like a really interesting character in all of her parts and just really likable. She has been in Orange is the New Black and Russian Doll, which are all great series. 
and she's also most recently been in Poker Face. And also, I wanted to mention the most famous film directors, the most successful film directors, and I don't really follow a lot of the major film directors' work, but I'm sure I've watched a lot of their movies. I don't choose often based on the director, but I think it might be useful to go over some of the techniques and artistic styles they use to form a certain theme for their movies. So the first one is Christopher Nolan, which if I had to choose would be my favorite director. And then you have Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, and Guillermo del Toro, which I'm super excited to talk about as well. And then Christopher Nolan, I really like because of his involvement with the Dark Knight series. And I feel like he has a really brilliant compositional ability to convey stories that are multifaceted and complicated, such as in Interstellar and Inception, which are all both peak movies, in my opinion. And then Quentin Tarantino is known for Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Django, and he's just renowned for the action genre in general. And he uses complex dialogue of the main character to move the story forward, tying them to the story and forming a connection and suspense in certain situations. I also like how he breaks his movies into chapters that are not in order, but they sort of make sense towards the end. This is just a style of movie and storytelling that I've really learned to love and appreciate. Martin Scorsese is another great director, known for his insane level of detail and use of technique, paired with great storytelling and writing. And a lot of it comes from personal experience as well. And he uses a lot of dramatic shots to enhance and bring depth to scenes. He also has a lot of dark and violent uh, action sequences. And his most famous movies are being Shutter Island, Wolf of Wall Street, which is another great movie, and Taxi Driver. Steven Spielberg produced some of the most iconic movies of all time, including Indiana Jones, which a lot of people grew up watching, I know I certainly did, and then Jurassic Park, and some brilliant independent films such as Saving Private Ryan, Jaws, and West Side Story. He's great at setting scenes and creating context using a variance of different shot styles composed into one take, and he's great at visually conveying emotions and building suspense using character expressions and directing our eyeline to gain different perspectives of the same scene. Another great director less talked about is Guillermo del Toro, and he has some amazing movies such as Nightmare Alley, Crimson Peak, and The Shape of Water. And he had a great Netflix series most recently called The Cabinet of Curiosity, which is a series he narrated of short horror stories with interesting and creative plots and character arcs you should definitely check it out if you haven't already. It's really good and I definitely recommend it. And he just has a really great uh, filmography of movies and he's mostly known for his involvement in the horror genre, which is in main style and director's choice. He is iconic for his use of color to convey themes and moods for his movies, which are becoming more highly recognized. And he is known for his in interesting characters and monsters that are genuinely scary and are often symbolic of their representation in humanity. And he often relies on the use of makeup instead of using CGI because of his background with it. And this also goes to show his level of detail and commitment to it. So I wanted to get into the acting techniques 
to show how actors are able to get into their roles and be the character they were meant to play. So method acting is putting yourself into a character and experiencing their emotions and feelings by reflecting on yourself. And the master technique focuses on other actors and listens and responds to them. And this really helps them figure out their character's motivations. And then classical acting focuses on the physical performance and the acting of scenes relying on the external expression of the script. And then you have viewpoints, which focuses on the awareness of the physical form and the spaces around you to create context-driven work. And practical aesthetics focus on the practical side of acting, including the techniques and styles of delivery that are used to clearly convey actors' intentions and their part to play in the film. And then you have emotional recall, which is where actors access memories, but more importantly, the emotions and feelings associated with them to help them express emotions in a realistic way. So those are some of the acting techniques and I don't have much experience with acting. So definitely get it from someone who knows a lot more about the space. And but the, the, the first I came with acting was I went to a few acting classes that I took in like a group uh, sort of setting and someone yelled at me. So I just sort of said, I'm done with this. But you know, I definitely became more passionate about acting and I feel like now I'm more in a resilient space and would be more determined to get back into acting in the future and that's something I would definitely consider doing but I hope I explained it in a good way despite my experience. So that's all for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you gained some good insights into the film industry, some of the greatest films of all time, some of the greatest actors and directors. I hope you really got something from this. Over the next week, going to be releasing a lot of content on my social media, so definitely check them out. This podcast is now available on Spotify, and it will be coming out on Apple Music soon, so make sure to look out for that. Once again, thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next one.